Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So ladies and gentlemen, Susan is about to come on and absolutely blow your mind in terms of what's possible, in terms of who you can be and become. So definitely stay tuned. Before that, I'm talking to you because you're a world-changing human being. However I can support you, let's talk. Let's build our relationship. Let's make a bigger impact in the world together. If you are considering being a guest on the 12-Hour Marathon, we'd love to talk to you. If you're considering launching your own podcast, building your brand, uh, we also have a, a Bali retreat coming up here in November for influencers to make a bigger impact, really dive into themselves and their purpose. Lots of great stuff. You can contact me on facebook.com forward slash th3 burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and also email chris at beergps.com. Would love to talk to you and see how we can continue to grow together, okay? Next up is the iTunes review of the week, and let's see who it's by this week. This week it's by Hannah1125. Chris shows up with such authentic interest in the guest and the audience. Every single show has a golden nugget that I can start implementing in my life right away. It feels like Chris really believes we can all become our greatest possible self, our greatest self, and consistently shows us how. If this isn't in your ear, you are missing out on loads of inspiration, action, and your own greatness. Hannah, thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate you, and also I appreciate you listening right now for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self with us. So definitely subscribe if you're just tuning into the podcast and uh, stay tuned for even more. We release a new episode just about every day. So you're always getting new sources of inspiration and wisdom and guidance to become your greatest possible self. I'm going to introduce Susan in just a second here. Before that, though, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because we're going to go deep. I have a feeling this is going to be a profound interview for you listening and it's really going to make the difference. So stay all the way through till the end because one of these ideas that Susan Susan shares with you has a power to change everything. So let's stay tuned and, and dive in. Susan, who is known as a spiritual scientist, originally trained in psychology and psychotherapy over 20 years ago. Susan has an extensive toolbox, which has allowed her to create her own unique way of working. Susan has a clear channel to spirit and the higher realms, making her work fast, direct, and accurate. She is a medium and channel, and now, over the last year, works with her galactic guides. She channels tones, and speaks light language to help others heal their heart, field, allowing them to create and manifest more easily. And we are blessed to have her here with us today. We're going to bring her on the screen so that we can have an incredible interview. So everyone, welcome Susan. And Susan, how are you doing today? Are you, are you ready to hey. rock it? <laughs> yeah, great, great. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we're going to dive in. The very first theme, uh, first question is the theme of today, which today is the power of authority. So Susan, we just wanted to hear in your perspective, what does that mean for you, the power of authority? So for me, that would mean taking responsibility for what you're attracting into your world. So I would say that we look outside of ourselves and we look at how we feel about that. 
and also about how our body is, what how our mind feels, what we're attracting in the sense of um, wealth, abundance, relationships, etc. And that would be the authority. So we find our power by really looking outside of ourselves and saying, oh, you know, what part do I need to tweak to attract something that's in more in a vibration of love? Wow. So it's like really yeah. the the what we're manifesting, our results, our physical, external appearance is usually what people go to to say, am I, yes. am I on track or off track? And so we really yes. get to remind ourselves that we are responsible for what we attract and create. And also to remember we have that power within us to, yeah. to create whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. It's a GPS, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it, Susan. I love it. Yes. Awesome. So that is that is beautiful. I love that you're using greatest possible self acronyms. So Susan, mm -hmm. let's dive in. Let's talk about who you are. I mentioned in your sure. in your bio and your intro, but in your own words, yeah. who are you? What do you stand for? And what do you how do you serve your clients? So, I mean, I suppose if I think about where I came from, yeah, definitely a scientist, definitely somebody who worked with evidence-based. And I never, ever thought that I would ever be a medium. I mean, you know, to think that I work with spirit, okay, so it's 30 odd years now. But at the time, I really resisted it for a long time. Mm. And so it wasn't, it wasn't something that I had as a plan. You know, it wasn't a conscious plan, but it was obviously a soul plan. Yep. And it wasn't something that, you know, I thought to myself, oh, one day I'm going to be working with my guides and channeling spirit mm. uh, and working with clients, helping them release trauma. No, it wasn't like that at all. I was a psychologist, a psychotherapist. I worked in child protection for about 15 years. Mm. And whilst I was on that journey, uh, I, I lost a friend. A friend of mine actually uh, took his life. Mm. And it was at that moment where I realized that there was actually so much more to us than there was. And he visited me one night and I'd never had anything like that before. So that was kind of like a first experience where, you know, we have sometimes people have near death experiences. Sometimes people have you know, where they lose everything, you know, some, sometimes there's always something that kind of comes up and says, this is the start of your spiritual journey. And so I was in my early 20s and this happened. And he came to me one night, scared me, you know, like I never wanted that to happen again. And then uh, this is a shortened version. But I realized that actually I started to know and see and believe much more about who we were. Mm. Because for me, it was the evidence. Yeah. So then whilst I was leading the double life, uh, so I was working in child protection and I was working on the platforms in London mm. as a channel and a medium. And it certainly was not something, you know, in the 80s, we just didn't, like people didn't talk about it. It's like taboo. You, know? you definitely didn't say that you talk to dead people. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it was then, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I kept it quiet for a long time. Uh, but it became who I was. Mm. And in the end, and this is a very shortened version, yeah, but in the end, it was a place where I couldn't deny it anymore. Mm. And so 12 years ago, uh, I found myself in a situation where I uh, couldn't work anymore because I was in a relationship that had to end. I had two babies, so I couldn't work in child protection anymore. And I realized that I had this incredible connection to source and this incredible connection to my guides. And so I knew that 
I had to shift something. Yeah. And so I became a single parent. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. Mm. I had to take responsibility. And when I took responsibility for what I had attracted, mm. the situations in my life, I realized, wow, this is the key. Like playing with life up yes. until that point. Yes. And then realizing that, you know, I've been a psychologist, I've been a psychotherapist, and I hadn't touched the surface. And that's when energy work came in. Mm. So energy work was born then and all those years ago. And so it started kind of then mm. with the empowerment journey. And I would say that that was the key, really, so, really looking within. Yeah. So yeah. What, what was your fulfillment like? I'm just getting called to ask this question. What was your fulfillment like in those early stages of your life compared to how you're fulfilled now, like really knowing yeah. your gifts and your mission and your soul's calling? I think it, I I would say that I didn't really know who I was and I just did what society expects you to do. You know, I, I went to school, I went to college, I did my degrees, I traveled a bit, you know, I did all of that, but I, I hadn't really found that part of me that really said, wow, this is what it's like when you feel you are who you are. And that's what I love to do with people, get them in alignment with their mission. You know, like, who are you? Mm. Who were you meant to be in this world? So, yeah, going back, I would say that probably just playing lip service to life. Mm. It's like the, the yeah. authority, circling back to the authority, it's like the external authority of what we were taught from society. Like you were just yes. operating in that kind of a paradigm. And then 12, so. 12 years ago, you've, you've said, yeah. I'm not tolerating this. There's something missing. There's a piece of the puzzle missing. And I'm going to go on the quest, the adventure yeah. to tap into myself more because I know this isn't, there, there must be something more to life than this. Exactly. Yeah. And, and also it's about, you know, the belief systems that, that perhaps you were given mm. as an experience, you know, like, um, you know, a belief around lack, a, be a belief around you just have to settle, you know, all those kind of beliefs that are not true. Mm. You know, and, and, and when you really find that alignment with your mind, body, your soul, you know, the whole part of who you are, when you find that it's pure trust mm. and pure knowing that we are a creative being, you know, a beautiful, incredible light having a human experience. Mm. And that human experience should be fun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not playing, not playing what somebody else wants you to do, but really, really coming into your own power. And that's the divine feminine, is it? And the divine masculine, you know, being both of those things. Yeah. yeah. You, there's a there's a time and a place to like stand for your message and your boundaries mm -hmm. and enforce those, so to speak. And then yeah. to just to to sink in to the moment, to just allow whatever the magic is to flow through yeah. us, be present in the moment and just dance and play and have fun. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, in that being, you know, we're a human being, aren't we? Not a human doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, being that human being, it's like, OK, let's just be. Let's just be present and let's just watch what's going on. And then when we watch what's coming into our world, we can say, do I like that? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's tweak it. So what belief system allowed me to attract that? And I, one of the, the favorite things I love working with is looking at the relationships outside of you. So, you know, when you look at the relationships outside of you, and I don't just mean romantic relationships, mm -hmm. but I mean the relationships with mother, father, work colleagues, um, 
friends like that friends yeah and you know who are you how do you feel about those you know and it's like well where does that need tweaking and that self-love how much self-love have I got in that relationship do I give my power away or do I own my power you know that's key I feel that's key really 100%. 100%. This, this is gold. Yeah. So I want to keep going on your journey and talk about the evolution from about 12 years ago to, to mm-hmm. where we are today. I'm sure there were some big milestones yeah. in how you evolved and de- developed. What would you say some of those biggest yeah. lessons and pieces of wisdom were for you? Wow. I mean, finding myself in that situation where I really had given my power away. Mm. I really had. And I found myself in a place where I was like, oh my goodness, wow. I. I have to take responsibility. I found the law of attraction. I understood about it. I was like, this is amazing. And then I found energy work, which started off with EFT, you know, the EFT. And um, so I found that, theta healing, all the different modalities. And I started to realize that cellular level, being the scientist, cellular level, actually I realized that we hold the shock and the trauma and the belief systems, the, the guides tell me, you know, we hold it within the spine. So we hold it in there. But I feel we also hold it within our, our vibrational field here. So we've got our heart field going out. And I feel that if we have a look at our heart field, we can see where the interruptions are mm-hmm. and where we can see that um, the radio wave perhaps isn't of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking at that, I really had to look at that. I had to look at what I thought I'd done Mm. was to be this psychologist. I knew the answers to parenting. I knew the answers to psychology and children, but I hadn't done any work on myself. So so would you say that that was like a a blind spot for you? And I think even for me, for the audience listening right now, like check in, do you feel like you know something already or you should know something already? So like the ego is trying to to be right and protected and safe, so to speak, versus like saying, maybe I don't know, like what else can I learn about this? How can I reinvestigate this and be curious about it? And love and the love, you know, like there's only love or fear, isn't there? And and it, it, I think, yeah, I think definitely, you know, it, when you're trained as a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. you know, you would think that the person trained as a psychotherapist would have worked on themselves right. at every level. But until you start to really release within your field, mm-hmm. that deep, deep perception of belief about love, actually you don't, you haven't scratched the surface. So it is really interesting. We have an English expression. Uh, you can talk to the cows come home. Yeah. 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 Because you can, right. you know, you can just talk <laughs> about stuff for the cows, you know, sure. but actually until you actually really look at, you know, am I giving my power away? Am I standing in my mission? Who am I as a person? Mm. Then you can't really work with that until you do it. So yeah, energy work was amazing, amazing. And then the guides gave me lots of incredible tools and processes that were just given to me. And the journey of working with trauma, you know, was my whole journey of transformation, but also with veterans, with PTSD and I really started to specialize in 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 serious trauma. And so what happened was instead of saying this was 
oh dear, this was serious trauma. It was like, right, where is it that you're not in alignment with your mission? So it's like, instead of judging it and saying, this is, oh, this is intense. This is bad. Uh Uh-oh. It's, hey, what is the, where is the, the difference in vibration? It's just contrast. It's just like, where's the frequency? Not quite where the love frequency is, you know, and how do we adjust that? How do we pivot? How do we heal that and release it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so the veterans were a great opportunity because what they showed me within a few sessions, I mean, very quickly, oh, I knew I wasn't supposed to die that day. I had a feeling, but I just didn't know. And now I understand why. And it was to know who they were and to really then help others to know who they were. So it was an incredible journey uh, uh, working uh, with that kind of work. And that's led to really helping people Mm. to really fine-tune who they are and heal those parts of them, those trauma points, Mm. but those little bits of dust in their field that stops them from sparkling, stops them from being this incredible light that they always are. Susan, yeah. this is this is gold. And for everyone who's tuning in right now, live or replay, uh, definitely drop some comments, take a screenshot of the podcast, post it up on Instagram or Facebook stories. You know, let us know that you're tuning in because this is really, really powerful. And especially if you're someone who is is committed to love, if you're committed to sparkling and shining and, and <laughs> your your greatest possible self, uh, definitely do that. This is a, a, an opportunity for you to say, "This is who I am. This is what I'm committed to." Because I, I love this conversation, Susan. It's beautiful. And I also wanted to talk to you about the guides that you get um, guidance from and and information from. Because along my journey, I've really discovered that I went from being like atheist and pretending like I knew everything, kind of how you were you were talking about and saying, I don't need love. I don't need God. I don't need my parents. I don't need nobody or nothing. And I was just this hurt little boy. And so as time went on, I said, I'm going to open myself up to like spirituality and energy and these different sources that can guide me. I'm curious, mm-hmm. is that a big part of what you share with your your clients to empower them to kind of tune into their their energy that like, is that a part of the who I am question to tap into those different sources so it's so yeah it's really about looking at that part of us that did not get the feeling they were connected Mm. so I found and I stumbled upon this as well um where I realized that when we heal the part of us that didn't feel connected to source Mm. or we could call it our inner guidance or our GPS for the soul. And, um, you know, we when we felt disconnected, and we never were disconnected, we just felt we were disconnected. And so when we heal that disconnect, perception of disconnect, which I call a heart wall, mm. so when we heal those parts of us, then we're able to connect much more deeply with our own inner knowing and our inner voice that we have so whether we believe in guides whether we believe in past lives mm. cash it records whatever mm. doesn't really matter it's really about saying right what does what's my body telling me what message am I listening to here I'm really going within mm. so what I teach um very much is the empowerment of knowing your own inner guidance because we are our own inner healer Nobody else can heal us. We we were meant to heal ourselves. We were meant to remember that, you know, and um, I've been given that for a long time. It's that, you know, we get called healers, um, which we do get called, but we are actually more the conduit or the channel Mm. for you to heal yourself. 
They're holding that space. It's it's putting the power outside of ourselves versus going within and trusting that yeah. we are we are more than enough to source our own intuition and guidance yeah. and leadership. But with help, you know, mm. with somebody holding the space, with somebody channeling what it might be that happened when you were seven years old or whatever, and then to bring that child out of you and give that child compassion and heal that child and then bring that child back in to integrate. And that's so powerful because then people start to make different choices, choices about food, choices about relationships, choices about work. You know, what is work? (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's, it's like those choices come from when we integrate and love ourselves that that's what I really feel so yeah definitely are in in a in a journey and it comes from within and that's where I was you know 12 years ago was like taking responsibility I can't blame someone I can't make it their problem I can't see somebody to fix me I have to come within yeah it's beautiful. If someone is experiencing so much trauma, so much of the heart wall that you were talking about, that mm-hmm. like they're unwilling to let people in, what yeah. what do you do in those kinds of scenarios? I mean, obviously we want to do the best for them, but uh, what if they're yeah. not quote unquote ready kind of thing? So I only get given people that are ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people come into my experience, hear me talking or find me because they're ready absolutely but if somebody feels they're not ready to do the inner work they're not ready to do it they can always go onto my youtube channel or somebody else's youtube channel Mm. because people have an incredible amount of information Mm. and processes meditations guidance where you don't have to see anyone Mm. you can just go and do that yourself and that's a stepping stone Mm. you know that's a stepping stone for saying okay well i think there's something else but I don't know what it is, and I certainly don't want to take that leap of faith yet, mm. but I'll do it in my own home. Mm. Yeah? Mm. So people can do that. And, I, you know, on my website, you can get a free meditation. So, you know, basically people can just do this stuff if they want to. Mm. And then if they feel drawn to work with somebody, they're going to be guided. You know, people are always guided. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm curious in your experience, what have you discovered for someone who said I'm ready and they came to you and they started working with you and then their actions or beliefs stopped them from from taking the coaching or from breaking through? Did you ever any have anything like that? Um there's always I mean I I'm very fortunate that I just get told before yeah. I work with someone anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I they'll book a session and I'm like, I don't need to know anything about you because I don't need to know anything about you. So I just literally say, right, what do I need to know? We go in and we clear that part. So I don't really have that. Um, Maybe in the old days of working um, in psychology, you'd follow a protocol, you know, of coaching or something. But actually now it's always absolutely for their highest and best good. So I don't feel that I get that with people that they're not ready. Mm. Um, but it might happen with, you know, it might happen. And if it happens, I'll just ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, what, what do I need to know about this? How can I help this person in the best possible way? But I'm sure you find this, Chris. It's like, it's not us doing the healing journey. Mm. You know, it's that person. If they're ready, they'll find you. Mm. And if they're not ready, they won't find you. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. as as we have a lot of coaches and healers and speakers in the audience who are tuning mm-hmm. in, they want to be able mm-hmm. to cause that change and transformation in someone's life and and be there, hold a space, be the person who makes the yeah. difference, right? And like quote unquote yeah. be the superhero and save the world. And I think that there's also a a commitment, but being detached mm-hmm. and saying, I'm not responsible to change this person's Absolutely. life. It's their responsibility. And if they show up in my space, I'm I'm going to give my best. I'm going to serve as much yes. as I can. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what they needed at the time. It, it was exactly. perfect, you know? Yeah, yeah. And of course, there were lots of, you know, um, beliefs that we brought in with us, you know, epigenetics and past lives. And quite often I'll be shown in the Akashic Records, you know, what lifetimes affected that person. So it could be, you know, killed for being a healer, killed for speaking the word of God, you know, it it doesn't matter, you know, whatever it might be will come up to be healed. So um, if you are a coach and you're listening to this and you feel like you need to heal the world, Mm. then probably you've got a contract running, you know, that you will have decided to hold for the collective so that you could help others. You don't need it anymore. So there's a lot of deep stuff, you know, that we can go into, but there's also, um, this lifetime, you know, the childhood perceptions of, am I worthy? Mm. Should I be the one that takes responsibility of healing the world? Because I had to do that as a child. You know, I had to actually hold the space for my mother that perhaps wasn't emotionally available or my father. Or I, I was brought up with alcohol, you know, an alcoholic father or an alcoholic mother. So my feeling is I have to, you know, heal them. Mm. And this happens a lot, you know, if we've been brought up in a situation um, no judgment with this at all, but if we've been brought up in a situation where we felt unworthy of love, mm. then we perhaps would make everyone else feel better before ourselves. Mm. So, you know, that that sometimes happens when we are coaches and channels because we're an empath perhaps and we've had to be hypervigilant and we've had to hold the space for everyone else. But as we start to heal those child parts, we no longer are empathic, we can see it, we don't have to feel it, yeah? yeah? So that happens quite a lot. That's when people want to really save someone is when they can feel that deep kind of trauma or that fear. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like when someone else exhibits the pain that we once felt if we're at a place where we haven't like taken responsibility for it or totally healed it or whatever. Or the, noticed it or even noticed it. Yeah, you're even you noticing know, it. because it's an ongoing journey, isn't it? Like yeah. we don't get it done. Yeah. We just get to the place where we don't get affected mm. by things like that, you know, cause because it's nothing to it, do it could, if we're not conscious enough so to speak Mm -hmm. then it could resonate with whatever is still in us that we're not conscious enough about and trigger us that causes us to turn into a different being come from a different place a different energy that causes us to not be our greatest possible self or whatever is the highest form of love in that moment yeah exactly and and from that that's a blessing Mm. you know if something like that does come up and you have a practice or whatever Mm. and and somebody really triggers you that is a perfect time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Perfect time to say, oh, what emotion is that? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it fear? Is it, I don't know, I'm stuck, I feel out of my depth, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's just a child. That's just a little child. Yeah. And it's it's 
anyone can experience this along their journey. There might be, you know, 22, 25 year olds and all the way up to 60, 70 year olds still dealing with these similar challenges. And there's no like right or wrong way to be. It's just, what's the next step? What, what, what is my next level of healing that I get to create for myself? And it's, of being the observer so being um I think I got told once from from being channeled and it was be the witness of your own life mm. so you are the witness you know you're observing your own life it's not anybody else's responsibility it's just yours mm. yeah I love it mm. I love it um when you work with a, a client like where, where is there like a place where you usually start with almost all of your clients or is, and I mean, everyone's on a different place on their journey and you, mm. you channel and you receive this guidance. So is there any, like you mentioned protocol earlier, like a natural place that you start or is it, is it all intuitive at this point? It's always intuitive, yeah. but if, I mean, I might not do light language with um, everyone. I certainly wouldn't do Mother Mary channeling with everyone and I might not talk about the Akashic Records for everybody, but always, always, always looking at that connection when they first felt disconnected to source Mm. because that brings the safety in and the feeling that you're not on your own. And it's usually about a three-year-old or a -a two-and-a-half-year-old that felt that sense, oh, I'm separate. I'm separate from my mother So I'm separate from God, source, the universe, and I haven't got anyone to help me. Yeah. And actually sometimes birth trauma as well. Hmm. So conception, pregnancy and birth, you know, whatever happens on that journey, you know, so we come into the world and I always laugh about this. um, We come into the world initially knowing who we are, Hmm. we forget, and then we spend the whole of our life remembering or trying to. So, you know, remembering who we are on yeah, this journey. Un- unlearning so, what we picked up, the traumas, the things. And it's it's yeah. interesting the time that we live in and who knows yeah. what 30, 50 years from now is going to look like and how uh, emotionally aware we are, conscious we are, and how able we're how able we are to process whatever happened the emotions versus you know storing those wounds and traumas in our cells yeah. and in our our uh, and playing them out yeah and, and, and playing them out, them out the keep time. attracting them until yeah. we heal them and it makes me um i feel drawn to talk about the crystalline field so if you think about our, our vibrational field as a crystalline field you know something that is light Mm -hmm. and so the lighter we become meaning the less trauma we have the less darkness the less interruptions in our light field Mm -hmm. then the more crystalline we become so therefore things like what we put in our body Mm -hmm. um alcohol perhaps um anything like that medication our body is just like wow what is that because it can't take it anymore so we start to become lighter and lighter and lighter Mm -hmm. and so we become much more aligned with our soul's journey and who we are and and i will say as i i'm going to um, San Diego in a, in a week or so and speaking at an event there. And it's quite interesting because I looked at the lineup of everybody that's going to this particular event and a huge amount of them are spiritual, either coaches or transformational therapists. And that's incredible because the year before, apparently it wasn't like that. So we're really coming into where the message needs to be out in the world, you know, like you do. Like the message needs to be out in the world that we can stand in our power of why we came Mm. 
and what it's all about. You know, it's not really about us. It's really about who we serve in the collective, isn't it? And on our journey of healing, we're also yeah. raising the vibration of people all around yeah. us because we're mm. reflections of, of each other and, and just constantly bouncing off each other, raising more and more, becoming yeah. more and more unconditional love. Yeah. And when we work and we're not working, that's when you know you're in your mission. Just have fun. Yeah. 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 You just have play and you have fun and you chat to all these amazing people and you just have a great time. Yeah. 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 That's work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what work is. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's adding mm. value to people, adding value to yeah. the world and serving more and more people. When you're having fun playing in your gifts, mm. I found that like the more I I challenge myself and, and raise the the capacity through which I can give my gifts. It can be one-on-one -on -one in the beginning, and maybe that's for the rest of someone's life. There's nothing right or wrong about it. I love to challenge myself and play the game to have more fun and reach and impact more people. And I, I feel like that's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, same, absolutely. And, you know, there's a beautiful process that actually everyone can do, which is where you wake up in the morning, you fill your heart with this light. Mm. Then you fill up your light. Um, your heart with this incredible I use pink and gold sparkling light yeah. send it up to the universe send it right across the world and then bring it back to your heart and and it's a really fantastic way of just you know we're all busy huh so it's a really nice way just to say right this is it this is it today just let me reach whoever I'm meant to reach and then you just let it go because you doesn't matter you know it's fun so it's a really nice way you know, to send your heart out mm -hmm. and across and then back. So it's like this beautiful kind of symbiotic relationship. So Susan, I, I love that you're a scientist as well um, as the spiritual uh, aspect of yeah. you combine them. It's a beautiful, beautiful combination. We've talked a little bit about the past and how like healing those mm -hmm. past traumas and different things like that yeah. is important. From what you know about like the quantum field and being able to step into the past and heal that to create a new present, mm -hmm. as well as like the future and stepping into the future, uh, do, you, mm -hmm. do you love to go into both of those? Do you have a preference for healing the past or going into the future? <laughs> So we, we have a bit of fun and play um, uh, when people are ready, you know. But one of the things I want to say is that, you know, the the science aspect, aspect is really about me wanting evidence. Mm. So I'm, I'm such an evidence girl. Like I, you know, I teach people how to know whether something is running in their field. So we use, you know, kinesiology and muscle testing. Yeah. And so I'm really, I love to know. Like if I say, right, we're running that. Okay, so we're not anymore. So that they go away knowing, not just that I've told them or, you know, we've done some healing, but that they literally can feel it. So that's the sciencey bit, you know, with, with I'm a neuropsychologist as well. So I work with the brain relay and dis-ease and the parts of the body and everything. But one of the things that I love is when somebody goes away and says, oh, my God, I, I can't believe I'm not running that anymore. I'm literally, I feel completely different. And the evidence is there. But, yes, we do do quantum jumping. Um, we, in fact, I did quite a lot of that today with some clients where we can see ourselves. When we work with success, it's fantastic because we can actually see ourselves purely in our light body let's say we want to speak on the stage or, or write a book or whatever it might be and we can really see ourselves and then we can step into that self yeah, yeah. so and I've got this amazing process called the mirror where 
we clear stuff and then we clear the childhood part of us and then we step over that threshold and we look in the mirror and then we see our really our higher self and so we can step into that and step into our higher self and it we get shown you know we get shown literally where our next step is on a mission so we're able to see ourselves doing what we're doing or being what we're being and so yeah it's it's just exciting and and you know it's in the now isn't it so what we're creating there is now playing isn't it it's playing with the field yeah susan there's a a lot of information available different techniques different Mm -hmm. modalities things like that i think a lot of people get overwhelmed with how much how many Mm -hmm. different exercises and available options there are what's your guidance when someone's feeling that overwhelm so really it's about finding something where you feel you're really connected so it might be a meditation. It might be a very short visualization that just really gets you grounded. I have one called the Earth Star Soul Star, and it's where we're really grounding into our Earth, into our star in the Earth, and our star in the sky, which is our Soul Star. And so, being showing ourselves as light, and then we can really access how light am I? What can I see there? So, just to baby steps, just to say, right, okay, how grounded do I feel? How connected do I feel? Well, most people are connected, but most people are not grounded. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, I found, is that they don't feel supported by Mother Earth because they didn't feel supported by Mother. Mm-hmm. So when we heal relationship to Mother, we're able to be much more grounded. So there are, you know, there are many, many processes, as you said, but it's really finding that part of us that feels connected to this earth. Yoga is great for that as well, because we're actually physically standing on the ground, aren't we? Um, so there are many things that we can do where we can find ourselves home again. And that's really what it's about, is knowing we always were connected. We always have been. We're never separated. We just felt it. Yeah. But yeah, if somebody feels overwhelmed, then it's just to find a very simple way. And walking in nature is brilliant. You know, I live right by the sea. I bought a house this year right by the sea. So I walk out of my door and I hear it, you know, and I, the seagulls, and we're in the UK, as you know. And uh, so there's many seagulls here. <laughs> and just being in nature or looking at a flower, you know, if you live in a flat, a high raised flat or something just having a pot plant, connecting with the energy of nature or an animal is a real, you know, that's who we are. You know, we share the world, don't we, with plants and animals. I, in fact, I have, you can't see her, but Sparkle, our cat, is literally sitting here in this energy next to me. She's <laughs> called Sparkle. And uh, she sits with me when I work yeah. because she loves the energy. Mm. You know, she absolutely loves it. Yeah. So, yeah, animals are great. Animals are great and being in nature. So not to get too overwhelmed by processes of clearing mm. if you're not ready, but just to step into that knowing. Yeah. Oneness, that the guides are saying oneness, so being at one with nature and yourself. 
important. Yeah. It's remembering, you know, every day it's as easy, as simple as remembering I'm connected to earth and it can be as, as simple as going out to nature. And I'm sure there's yeah. even more processes that people can do. Like I, I know I've heard of uh, creating a cord, an energetic cord into like the center of the earth and like breathing through yeah. that and feeling that earthing connection like mm -hmm. there's so many different things that people can do and simply to start to create the momentum to create that feeling of peace of safety of yes. knowingness that we're connected is to make a decision every day and say I get to remember today I get to remember that I'm connected I get to remember that I'm loved and I've been supported all this time and thank you as well like yes. you know thank you and gratitude you know I mean we know how pono pono but if people don't do that they can just say Oh, thank you. I have a, um, a forgiveness letter that I give some clients and it's where you're forgiving that part of yourself mm. that you forgot. You know, as you very clearly just said, it's about remembering yes. and it's saying, I'm, you know, I'm forgiving myself for that and I'm grateful that I'm remembering who I am. Yeah. I, I what's coming to me right now as you said that is like just forgiving myself for that period where I felt disconnected right mm -hmm. where I, I had believed Absolutely. that I was disconnected and and not supported mm -hmm. and say hey it's it's okay I forgive myself for losing that connection mm -hmm. doesn't mean I was wrong doesn't mean I was not enough or inadequate it's just a phase that I went through especially for the contrast for the awareness of what it feels exactly. like to, to believe that I'm disconnected so that I can yeah. relate to other people who might feel the same thing Exactly. And that's where those contracts come in. It's like, you know, sometimes we have these contracts. So nothing's by mistake. You know, everything is just perfect and in divine order. It's just that we don't feel like that at the time. You know, I know definitely when I was working in child protection, I was very blessed to have my connection with my guides. And I used to say, but why do children have to suffer this way? What is it? And they're like, this is all part of the contrast. Like you said, the contrast, it's all part of us experiencing emotion, mm. experiencing the expansion of the soul. Mm. So, yeah. Susan, this is gold. You mentioned something about contracts there. I want to dive into that even more. Um, for people who feel like they've been dealing with something, a challenge over and over again, I'm yeah. very, very novice at Akashic Records. What do they need to know about like being able to clear the Akashic Records or clear that, that okay. contract that they have so that they can yeah. break through whatever has been stopping them up until this point or that they haven't learned from? Or What, what do you have to say about that? Yeah. So to know whether you have a contract or not, it will usually be that you keep attracting a similar situation. So say you keep attracting people that feel disconnected or you or you, you know, you feel that. So when we have a contract, it's because we've decided to hold it for the collective as a vibration. No. We didn't do it when we were humans. We decided it on a soul level, yeah? So um, then what we do is uh, a particular way that I do it with people is um, they feel where it is. I can see it clairvoyantly where it is, but they I want them to feel where it is. Mm. And usually they can feel it. Sometimes we give it a colour, you know, but sometimes they can feel it. And then what we do is a particular statement. I mean, it, I get guided for the particular person, but it might be something like, um, today I choose to rescind this contract mm. that I've held from time before time across all my lifetimes, yeah? Uh, something like that. And then we will do forgiveness and love and setting ourselves free. But to check whether we hold it or not, I can definitely teach this here, is that I do it like this. So if something is true in my field, 
my fingers will stay together. Mm. So if I say I'm wearing glasses, like mm. I can try and hold it, but it doesn't want to because that's a no. Mm. If you said that, it might hold because right. you're wearing glasses, yeah? <laughs> and so you get a good yes for me, it's this. Sometimes it's that for other people. Right. So a yes for me is that, a no is that. So I might check. I'm holding a contract of shame, for example. I'm not, but if I was, it would stay together, okay? So that's when I would know, and sometimes it surprises people. Like They're like, no, I don't feel that. Like, oh, my goodness, I really am holding that. And then when we clear it, it's gone. So that that's so empowering because when you feel that you no longer have this, an example is I work with several people today, but a particular lady um, I worked with internationally and she had always felt this feeling in her stomach and it was this really difficult feeling where she whenever she was with one of her clients mm-hmm. she would kind of feel it and it was it was almost like she felt it was a heaviness mm-hmm. and we found that it was a contract of judgment mm-hmm. so when we cleared the contract of judgment we were working with her in a child at the time and she said it just went the feeling just literally went from her and she said I just don't feel it anymore. And I said, that's because it was a contract. So it showed up and showed up and showed up until we found that child part of her where it's playing out. Mm. If, um, if someone has a contract yeah. and they're feeling into that, whatever it is, then that is like an indicator that there's something still there. And then they can mm. like kind of lock onto that energy, so to speak, and say, okay, where yeah. does this come from? Like tap into themselves, yeah. their guidance, the guides. Yeah. yeah, tap into the emotion and then check, you know, mm. and tap you know, tap into the emotion and then, and usually it will really make sense. Mm. So it might set, make sense that you've always attracted people that felt guilt about things or you always attracted somebody who felt shame or you always felt somebody didn't have peace or you did, felt you didn't have peace in your life. And so when we clear these contracts, you can still see it in another, but you just don't feel it. Mm. You don't attract it anymore. And that's what massively I found with success is like contracts of poverty and agreements, you know, um, and all sorts of things like that. I found really, really pivotal with people, you know, when they're trying to create success, but they've got contracts running where perhaps they were married, you know, married to God. They were owned by God. I've had that with some people owned by God, felt owned by the church and and not this lifetime, but in many lifetimes. And as soon as that's clear, oh my goodness, they just like, my goodness, well, of course, no, I should be doing this. And this is what I thought about. And it's been there all the time. And I thought of it 20 years ago, but now it's playing. Yeah. And it's because these things had to be cleared so that they then could stand more in alignment with their mission and serve. But before they felt perhaps I'm, you know, I'm I'm actually saying to God, I couldn't possibly do that because I've given up all my worldly goods. Yeah. Mm. So I can't possibly have money because I married God. I was a nun, I married God, or I was a priest, or whatever it might be. And so it's just fun, you know, when you can actually clear those things, you're like, free, yay. <laughs> you know? And you're not you're not separate from God because God is who you are. Yes. So there's no separation. But of course, we're told in this lifetime, but in other lifetimes, that there's a higher person that has control over you, you know, and makes the choices. And still in this day and age, um, some people 
of some religions are told that if they don't do this, they're going to hell or they'll never be happy or there's only a few places left in heaven or, you know, there are a few things uh, that people are told and I have no judgment with that, but it really allows them to feel I'm afraid. So it stops them from being who they're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit of a rant, yeah, but basically it's, it's, um, it's cause I'm quite passionate about that because I feel like when we're holding these beliefs, then it really stops us yeah. because we've given up our power. Mm. So we just get that back and just say, Oh my goodness, I wasn't separate from God. I didn't have to um, give everything up to be close to God and you know, I can be free. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. like, there's so much suffering and pain with that with like whatever they've been carrying whatever contract um that they just didn't even know it was possible to not have that to to be free to be loved yeah. to be happy to be fulfilled to be grateful all those yeah. beautiful emotions and like the depth that those can go you know like the yeah. depth of emotion like wasn't even on their radar didn't even exist as a possibility and when they become aware of the contracts then they can mm -hmm. say okay like this has been something in my field in my lifetime that I, or lifetimes that I'm dealing with so let's let's break through it let's let's release it let's heal it whatever it is and and then a whole new world opens up to them whole new world yeah and it and often people can feel it sort of in their chest or they can feel it in their lungs or they feel it um on their shoulders like this huge responsibility that's always been on their shoulders and they're like oh my goodness now I just don't feel that I can raise my arms I can you know be free I can kind of and people look younger they look younger they um are healthier they literally you know I don't know I just this whole thing of like vibrancy and vitality comes in you know and and it's because they're living in the light they're literally bringing that pure light in and no longer got the barrier or the ceiling that stops them from really channeling that energy that's what I'm really getting given here is that the channeling of the energy gives the light the light within our field and so we look lighter yeah. you now you look about 21 yeah. Yeah, it's like you, the, youth, you. the youthful aliveness, mm. lightness, mm. energy because mm. of like being being free, not not having mm. to have all the blocks and the the, the weight, the matter. Um, I, I have a, a vision of as I raise in my consciousness and heal. I think you mentioned a little bit earlier, like my body, physical body, literally becomes less dense. Right, there's more space in exactly. between my cells and cellular structure. Mm, yeah exactly so people do also lose weight because the weight that they had as protection and we know you know that the childhood experiences allow us to put on weight to protect ourselves that's quite a knowledge mm -hmm. but when we actually start to realize that we're living in our mission and our light mm -hmm. then the body just sheds it mm -hmm. because it doesn't need to protect anymore yeah which I think is fascinating as well. There's, there's, there's so much, so much yeah. that's awesome and it's inspiring and the science and the, the feeling of what's possible, like all the possibilities for people and the healing that we're creating in ourselves and sharing with others is, is amazing. And also with your, your company and what you're building with Sparkle to Success, I want to talk about that and mm -hmm. where, where you're excited about that vision and, and where, where you're taking us on this journey with you. 
Yeah, so Sparkle to Success was born from really working with veterans and people that came into my experience. And then I started training people in EFT. This seems like a long time ago now. But I started training people in EFT. And and as I was training them, I couldn't not teach them the processes that I used while I was working. So I ended up, uh, you know, like actually teaching everything, but I couldn't teach everything. So I then was asked, could I just teach all of those processes to them? So I said, all right. (laughs) So I put this whole sparkle to success together and it's really grown and just become a whole entity within itself. And so for me now, so, so it's now an online program uh, with a book and audio so I recorded all the audios so that people can step by step take themselves through it so that they can heal themselves and then uh, there's a new mentor program that's just about to be launched actually which is uh, bringing your spiritual gifts to the world Mm. so essentially it's how we can really sparkle our gifts to the world and put our sparkly feet wherever we want to be in the world you know so it's like literally <laughs> I'm looking forward to putting my sparkly feet over the pond yes San Diego <laughs> Norway, yeah <laughs> LA and San Diego would be fun yeah. and so I, I see it like that I see it like we are you know sparkle to success hmm. was born because of, of of just really situations that led me to create these things to help people but now we're really looking at uh bringing our gifts to the world so this is where I'm really taking people now is on this journey of mentoring Mm. so that people can really stand in alignment with who they are branding you know really getting themselves out there and clearing up like a millionaire vibration so being in the vibrational set point of attraction to millionaire vibration and and not to mistake that that may not be in your bank account but you are that vibrational set point to attract opportunities Mm. that are of that vibration to reach your collective vision Mm. so that is part of my program as well so so yeah I'm really excited to help people to feel how I feel Mm. you know where I don't even really think about you know very much I just live in the moment I'm like oh that's lovely yeah I do that that feels right I feel right that feels that doesn't feel so right I won't do that you know it's kind of like really living in that I don't know dream of possibility you know it's it's kind of whatever you want to create you just create and that that's exciting that that's exciting for me yeah yeah that's where I'm taking it freedom freedom self-expression the the greatest gifts that we have to to give our greatest soul's expression our greatest possible self it's like that's that's what we're all here to have an experience of you know whatever that looks like it's different for everyone but to give people the the tools and the experience and the structure and facilitation to help them discover their own gifts like there's no better gift that in my opinion that we can give to the world is then to teach people yeah. how to use their gifts. And and to me, the reason is to raise the consciousness of the planet. You know, I mean, when you look at, you know, the rainforest, et cetera, you know, that's happening at the moment, this present time of doing, doing this show, you know, what, what's the reason for that? Rather than being afraid of it, you know, rather than putting fear into that's awful, that's awful, hold the space and the light mm. that, Whatever is meant to happen in this world, we hold the light for it. We don't go into the fear of it. 
yeah? yeah? So we're raising the consciousness of the planet so that we can live in the light of love rather than the dark of fear. Okay, we've got contrast and, you know, we are both. But to stay as much as we can without the fear is, is the key, I think. So the more we love ourselves, the more we walk around the world with that sparkly light that other people can feel, and then they don't feel afraid anymore. Right. So then we don't need rainforest fires. Right. And we're able to invite people into our yes. stronger vibration of saying, hey, we're yes. here for love. Like there's there's a loving yeah. reason for this. Like it's all yeah. working out perfectly. It's all for the 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 yeah. expansion of humanity's consciousness and ultimate love. You know, yeah. so I don't know how it's gonna unfold, but it's all no. gonna work out. And and we just get to hold that space of love and light for whatever's going on that that other people might see as a crisis or something like that fear, yeah. uh, all that stuff. And, and, and it's also, you know, the thing that's coming to me as well is not to do it through sacrifice of self. Mm. And this comes up a lot um, with people I work with, you know, coaches or, or people that are channels. And it's because we have given, you know, in the past, perhaps other past times, we've given our power away. And so we feel like um, that perhaps we can't charge for what we do because it is a gift from God, let's say. And so there's this feeling of I sacrifice my time, I sacrifice myself for another. And that's one of the things as well I'm really, I really help people with because it's about owning and saying, actually, this is this is me, I am a channel, and it's about a receiving and giving I see it like a figure eight you know like this kind of symbiotic relationship and I see it like the infinity you know eight where you are me I am you we are here to serve together and it's not that there's any hierarchy it's more about the vibrational set point of giving and receiving and that's really important I feel as well yeah you know and and so not to sacrifice but also not to be in I am the teacher, I am the, you know? Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, and that just comes from fear. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing that's been coming up for me lately, I'm curious what your experience is with this, Susan, is um, giving without the expectation of it coming back from like the same person or same source. Like there's that aspect, trusting that there's more than enough. We live in a world of abundance. And as long as yeah. I give and I feel good giving, then I know it's on its way back and I'm not attached to how or when or, or anything like that. So there's that aspect, but then there's also the aspect of I'm delivering my service and I know I'm, I'm meant to charge this person, you know, and, and, yeah. and offer them and their, their journey is to invest in themselves and invest back into my coaching so I can show up as the best for them. How do you mm -hmm. balance both of those? Cause they, they seem almost contradictory uh, approaches if, if mm -hmm. we're here to charge yeah. as a service provider, but also to not be attached to how and when things come back to us. Uh, so if we're thinking of the first the first aspect that you talked about, then I would say that as long as you are doing it from love and integrity, mm. you know, we can do distant work as well, you know, free all the time um, and pro bono and, and things like that. But it's what, what I offer, I, for an example, is I have a free YouTube channel. I have lots of free lives. Mm. I offer a huge amount of things free. So I offer that. Mm. And then I offer people to work um, in groups with me. 
Uh-huh. Then I offer one-to-one sessions and then programs. So there's there's many many levels of mm. what people can find the service, yeah? yeah. So that we reach everybody, yeah. and so from that perspective, they will find you however they find you. So from your perspective, they will work with you on whichever level they can manage to work with you. Yeah. And I found that when people really commit and they really pay mm. something that perhaps has stretched them. I've done it in the past, you know, neuropsychology training was really expensive. And I was like, how am I going to do that? But actually, by doing it, I was so committed. It was such an investment for me. Yeah. So I find that when people really invest in programs or in time with you, they really are committed. If you give it away too much, then people do not receive the same value because the vibration is not of equal receive and give but feel free to give your energy like you're giving it all the time anyway on here and I think that you're just reaching you know who you're meant to reach and it will come back to you it may not come back to you from that person but it will come back to you from an opportunity or somebody inviting you somewhere or offering you I don't know anything so I, I would just I never really think about that I just do what feels right at the time (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I get going. sometimes I'm on my live calls and um group calls uh with many many people and the guides will say now you need to offer this and I'm like okay so I'll just say oh and by the way um this is what I'm offering <laughs> and it might be for free and it's because it will be that I've got to reach certain people with something so I just think you just need to just really feel what feels right yeah um, but it's about the sacrifice thing, isn't it? Don't yeah. sacrifice yourself. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Susan, this is gold. Great, great point to wrap up mm. on. I want to tell people how they can stay connected with you. What are their next steps yeah. to continue their journey? Great. So they can find me on my website, which is susankennard.co.uk, and they can have a look at all the things that I'm offering. They can reach out to me. I'm on Facebook and all the other places but Facebook's great and uh, we're just about to launch the new mentor program so it's launching now but it starts properly the first week in October mm-hmm. so they have time you know to prepare their schedule mm-hmm. and it's three months of working with me which is individual one-to-ones group calls lots of different things that they can do throughout the time private Facebook group and many other parts where they can really look at clearing the blocks to mission, aligning with it, millionaire vibration, which is really exciting, branding, and just really getting excited about being out in the world. And I 2020 is coming, yeah? So it is, we want 2020 vision. You know, we want to be able to see 2020 vision, where we're going. So what I wanted was to really help people do that and then launch it out there for 2020. I love it. I love it, Susan. This is gold. And anyone listening or watching right now, connect with Susan. Like, get in this program. Make your 2020 your best year ever. And Susan, your name is spelled S-U-S-A-N-K-E-N-N-A-R-D. Susan Kennedy. And look for her and connect with her. Have a conversation. I appreciate you so much, Susan. You're so sparkling, so shining. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you. Much love, Chris. See you soon, okay? See you soon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. 
right here, right now. Decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you are committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.